I'd like to read again parts of the scripture uh, uh, because it wasn't only verse 11. We have to finish the whole of verse 20, starting from verse 11. So if you have your Bibles, then I saw a great white throne and him who sat upon it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled away. No place was found for them. And here is crucial, verse 12. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne. And the books were opened. Take note, the dead. Okay, the dead. Okay, the dead was dead. They were raised to face the judgment. Okay, they were sent there. That's why we believe in after you die, you don't just die. Your, your soul, which is your mind, soul, and emotions, carry on. Okay, but your body disappears. That's why in a funeral, when you look at the body, your friend is no longer there. But his body was still there. So because he cannot respond, there was no more activity in the mind. There is no more emotion. So the great and the small were there, standing before the throne, and the books were open. Take note, the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. The book of life. The books, there are plural books, and there's another book, the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books. Those who died will be judged based on what was written. It was recorded because our lives are being recorded. Yes. If you're all alone and you think nobody's watching you, <laughs> God is watching and there's an angel recording. Okay? So, magkakapistuhan tayo balang araw. On the day of judgment. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. Nothing will be covered. Everything will be revealed. Pakisabi sa kanilin mo, Hanok ka. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. Death and Hades, uh, one of them according to their deeds. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Take note, there is a second death. When you say death in terms of it, death in terms of, of the eternity perspective, it's not just the death of the body. It's suffering, eternal suffering. Because God is life, and you say you will die, you are separated from God. Separation from God is what they call death, but the soul continues. This is the second death, the lake of fire, and if anyone's name was not found in the book of life, if your name is not found in the book of life, you will be thrown into the lake of fire. That's why, friends, I, I seldom use the term hell because there so many people have given different meanings to hell. Some say that it's, hell is on earth. It's the life I'm living now. That is hell. Uh, okay, if you say so. Uh, so I, I like using the term the more, well, hell is in the Bible too, but in the, in the end of the chapters of the Bible, the end of Revelations, it speaks more about the lake of fire. We will be judged. So let's focus on God. God is just, justice, right? God is just, yet merciful. You cannot have just one part of God. It's just like you, you as a persona, you're not uh, a singular, uh, you don't have a singular emotion. You don't have a singular action. You don't have a singular perspective. You are a persona as a being, you are also complex. 
There's more than one you. You're the happy you, you're the sad you, you're the disciplinary you, and sometimes you have an angry you, right? And there's a joyful you. You are many things. And we call that the attributes of the human. We have different attributes. That's why in family, we see a lot of these attributes at home, right? And let me just say that God is both just and merciful. God is just yet merciful. Yes, God is love, yet He is holy. God is holy, God is love. Is that possible? Well, if I ask you, are, are you kind? Yes? Are you sometimes unkind? Be honest with me. Did you ever kick your cat or dog one time? That part of you is unkind to your animal. Okay? But have you loved your dog and, and hugged your dog and petted your dog? Yeah? When you're so happy with that, yeah, that's part of you that was kind. So let me just say that God is just and yet He is merciful. Let us focus on these two attributes of God because it revealed the books. There will be books. These two attributes of God, justice and mercy, will be fully expressed in the final judgment. There will be a final judgment. There will be a final judgment. After you die, you are set aside. Then you are called again. You are set aside in the place of the dead, Hades, or hell, they call it. Or yes, there is a heaven, but heaven is not the final resting place. It is the city of God. There is a city of God. The last few chapters of the book of Revelations reveal to us that a person may either be in the city of God, which will be the dwelling place of all whose names are written in the book of life, or a person may be thrown in the lake of fire, which will be the place for all whose names are not written in the book of life. God is merciful. And the time of mercy is now. Since Jesus came to this earth until today, it is still the time of mercy. If you come to him in repentance and forgiveness, ask God for the forgiveness of sins. If you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, now is the time to begin that relationship. Because Jesus Christ is not some religion. Jesus Christ is not some, some Sunday service you go to every week and then you go back to your old self Monday. It's a relationship that is continuous. It's continuous. And uh, how are you going to be written in the book of life? Well, the whole New Testament spoke about that in many, many places. Jesus himself said, repent and believe. Luke said that repentance and faith should be preached to all nations. When Peter was asked, how shall we be saved? He responded, repent and be baptized. That is clear. Those are the way they responded. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Confess with your mouth that He is Lord and you shall be saved. If you believe in your heart. But take note, do not forget, Jesus also said, If ever the Bible says, it seems so easy to be saved. Yes, it is. And no, it's not. Yes, it is because it's free for everyone. Anybody can lay aside their sin and say, forgive me, Lord, my life is now yours. I'm turning away from my sin. It's for everyone. It is open for everyone. 
In that sense, it is easy. But in that sense, it is also hard because you have to turn away from your sin. Oh, I don't believe this easy believism thing that, oh, just bow down your head and say, Jesus is Lord in your, your life. You are saved! And they report in their magazine or on their website, 1,000 saved in the crusade, in the rally. Praise be to God. Jesus said, not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Yes, salvation can happen immediately. Immediately, in total surrender. In genuine faith. But the sincerity of that faith will be tested. The word of God may mean nothing to you. Maybe you're just here because somebody tells you to be here. Maybe you open your Bible because somebody's checking you if you're reading your Bible or not. But if it's not something that comes from your heart. A relationship is something that you look for. You want to know the person you are related to. You want to connect with the persons you have a relationship with. That's why it's so happy when family is complete during December, right? Because we want to connect. But how much do we connect with God? He is not religion, friends. He is God. He is a persona that wants a relationship with us. And it's personal. And it's also corporate in the sense that we all, his people, should have a relationship with him. The book of life. Some of the descriptions of those who will be thrown in the lake of fire are those who are unclean. That's why we practice, true Christians practice confession of sin. We want to be as pure and as holy as possible. Every single word we said that is a sin, we want to ask God for forgiveness. Every single thought that is not of God whether we hated somebody or we were bitter or angry or we had lustful thoughts, every thought must be brought to the Lord and say, forgive me, Lord, for thinking these things. Every anger, every hatred must be let go and say, Lord, I surrender this hatred to you. We cannot be unclean. Well, the true believer is cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. The moment he has that relationship, However, we continue in that habit because Christ is in us. Because the Holy Spirit is now in us. If the, if the Holy Spirit is truly in us, we want to be clean. Have you tried going on a trip, a long trip, and you encounter the dust, you encounter the humidity, and how you wish, you just wish you had a good bath, right? Did you ever wish that? A good warm bath. We want to be in water. You haven't? We have that because we want to be clean. Some of us can't even sleep in bed until we took a shower. Because we just want to feel clean. We don't want to feel like there's some, something itchy around. You see, as much as humans want to be clean, if our souls are truly alive, if we truly have eternal life, that eternal life in Christ, we want to be clean. If we feel like we offended somebody, we want to say, forgive me. If we tolerated somebody for sinning right in front of us, we should also ask God for forgiveness because we should not tolerate. 
but take note sin is sin. If it's not sin, don't call it sin for crying out loud. Please. Some of us are worse than Pharisees. We call something sin when it's not really sin. But when it's sin and it's clear, adultery, murder, hatred, lying, that is sin. Those who are unclean, those who practice abomination, well, there's one thing that's abominable to the Lord is idolatry. Those who are immoral, sex should be within marriage. Those who practice sorcery, sorcery. I do have a suggestion to the youth. Next time when you do your costume party, uh, can you just, you know, you know, try not to use those looking evil stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those that represent sorcery. But, you know, it's the grace of God. So I love you all, all right? And that's, that's how we treat each other. You were patient with one another. I don't judge you. So don't you dare judge the youth. You understand me? If you come into me like a Pharisee, I'll make you list down all your sins. You understand? And tell you to cast the first stone if you have not sinned. At least they had a good worship background, right? In the video. Uh, <laughs> uh, God is good. Yeah, and there was one armor of God there. Praise God. I said, oh, there's a Christian there. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, that is me gently and comedically rebuking you. Uh, but I love you. I love the youth. They're close to my heart. Okay. Uh, sorcery. That's why when, when my kids were, when they were young, they got curious about Harry Potter. I said, let's watch it. And then I told them, okay, but you know, that's for fun and literature stuff. And enjoy it as that far only. Okay, but what it represents is an abomination to God. All right? So don't incline to sorcery or whatever. We'd rather go with the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are supernatural. You'd rather go with the gifts of the Spirit of God. But, but, but you know, some parents said, you cannot watch Harry Potter. You think you can stop that? You'd rather watch it with them and explain it to them. Because before you know it, they're in the neighbor watching it, right? Or when you're all deep asleep, they have a copy of it and they're running it in their phones. You can't stop it. Rather, join them and explain. Share what the Word of God says. And okay, this is what. But don't turn to abomination. Don't turn to sorcery. What's your zodiac? Huh? What did it say? Did the stars line up for you? Oh, it says here, I'm going to meet my true love today. Give it up. You have time to read that and you don't have... If you spend 15 minutes a day reading the Bible, perhaps in 10 years you'd be finished. Yeah? Abomination, immoral, sorcery, murderers. And those who practice lying. Oops. Did you do this? No, ma'am, I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. 
and idolaters. Idolatry. From the beginning, Genesis, down to the Old Testament, up to the last part of the New Testament. Those who practice idolatry will be thrown in the lake of fire. You don't need an image to worship God. You don't need it. In fact, it's so insulting. All right? God is high above us. He is beyond what our minds can even conceive. So how can you create an image of God? How? How? When the mind is finite and God is infinite, how? What will happen is a misrepresentation of God. So one day, you won't be just six feet under. No, no, you won't be just six feet under the ground. You would probably be either here or here. And then in the last judgment, final judgment, you would either be in the city of God or in the lake of fire. I'm encouraging you, friends, to be eternally minded. Life is not just about the now and here. It's not just about your temporary pleasure. It's not about being happy for the short term. That may be part of it, praise God, but that's not it. Some people's quest in life is just to be happy. It's not always like that. It is to follow the Word of God. Because eternally minded people think beyond long term, you know. You know, people, they say, who succeed in life are those who are not only thinking short-term. You know, short-term is just pass the exam, right? That's short-term, right? Just get the honors. That's short-term. But preparing your skills right now for a career in the future that is not taught in school, but you see that as a good skill, that is thinking long-term. Developing children right now, even though uh, they're not yet graduate from college, like helping them start a small business or what, that's thinking long-term because you're preparing them already. That is long-term. When you plan your life, it's not what's going to happen in the next few years. Oh, what will you be five years from now? And people say, I don't know. I never thought about it. But those who think five years is my target, ten years, that's my target, those are people who succeed. I want you to watch the lotto winners because most of them end up losing everything if you don't have the training to handle money. Until now, I'm studying. You know how hard to handle money is, right? I'm still studying it. I just got a, praise God, a certificate. Will be certified. I just passed the exam. A Bloomberg marketing professional, financial markets. Well, I just want to learn. Don't you want to learn? Because I'm thinking maybe in the future, I'll, do I need it? No, that's not my career. But am I into investments? Yes. So an added thing, one more, another one, another one. Because I'm thinking long term. But you see, well, my wife one time sat with me and said, let's think of a 200-year plan for our family. I said, whoa, 200 years. It's hard for me to think, okay. Well, she's actually thinking of the next generation the next two generations, even after I'm gone, what can be something that, that can be continued to improve this world and for the kingdom of God? That's what she meant. That's long-term. 
Some of us are strangers of long term. But let me give you something beyond long term. It's the eternal perspective. Because what you do on earth, you can't bring. But what you did here will count. You understand? Well, well, yes, we are. If you're saved, you don't have to go through the lake of fire. You don't have to go through the white throne judgment. Because there's another judgment here, as we've read. There's another. But it was not detailed here. It's more detailed in 2 Corinthians, which may, perhaps next week we will study, in terms of the judgment of rewards. We are all saved if we truly have repented of our sins and have faith in Him. We are truly saved if it is sincere and true. If you die right now, you will be with Jesus Christ. You will not go to hell. That is as clear as that as what the Bible says. That is very clear. But the rewards, everybody is equal when it comes to salvation. But when it comes to rewards, there's nothing equal there. So some of you socialists here, I'm telling you, no equality in heaven except salvation. Amen? Except salvation. But there are rewards based on what you've done for the Lord on earth. If you have done well, you are storing for yourselves treasures in heaven. If you have not served Him well, you have not evangelized, you have not discipled, you have not found a way to enrich yourself with the Word and obey it, perhaps you're saved. But don't you see in a graduation, there are those who smile and those who are happy, but at least they just passed. Diba? Yung may mga pumasa with flying colors. Ha! I got an award. And those, whew, buti na lang, nakalusot tayo. <laughs> and some graduations, you know, when they call the name and say, Summa cum laude! Magna cum laude! Then yung wala lang, diba? Uh, I don't know. You see, that is temporal. That is earthly. But, but that's not bad. If you're, 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 you are blessed for your efforts, that's good. Excel in this world. But when it comes here, it matters the most. Because that is for eternity. Eternity. You can't say, oh, I wish I had more time. You had all the time now. Oh, but what do we do with our time? I'm busy kuno. If I compare your time with some people I know who work so hard for the Lord, have time for their families, and other things they do for their society, and when you ask them, do you have time, they say to me, for this one, I will find time. They have mastered themselves. They have mastered the time. Think eternally. So, well, my only question is, do you want to be in the great crystal city or do you want to be in the lake of fire? That's a rhetorical question, okay? Please don't answer lake of fire, all right? Yeah, just, just imagine the second death, uh, which, which means a permanent place for your eternal soul. Uh, I don't know. You've been, you've been uh, burned before, burnt? Yeah? Some of you have the scars to prove it, correct? And some of us still get burned today, frying something on the pad. Some have learned they wear a mask when they fry. So, 
they don't especially eat the eyeglass or whatever. We got burned. But can you imagine something burning, burning your soul, but you're not actually dying? You're just feeling it. Just imagine that. That is a lake of fire. That is the justice of God. You see, His patience is shown to us. But if you don't come to the Lord in genuine repentance and faith, if you keep persisting in your adultery, if you keep persisting in that abominable sin, instead of repenting of that sin genuinely, you don't have a genuine relationship with God. His patience is still with us today. But one day, all that wrath that He did not reveal is poured out in the lake of fire. It will be there. So please, do not get offended with your pastor if I'm so concerned about your spiritual life. Some of you feel I'm the bad guy when I ask you, how's your Bible reading? I'm the bad guy. When I correct you about your relationship, I'm the bad guy to teach you to be careful. The pastors are the bad guy. No, 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 no. It's... Those demonitos around your ears, <laughs> sitting on your shoulder, who's whispering to your mind. That you say, you know, you're so tired. God will understand. Don't go to church. Don't read your Bible. God understands. And then next week, you're still so tired. God understands. And then slowly you drift away. And because you drift, you are not spiritually recharged with the word, you're easy to tempt. You're easy to play with in your mind. And the devil loves to play with the mind. That's why the mind must be anchored on the word. Well, if you're in the Crystal City, I've got good news for you. Ah, God will dwell with us in the Crystal City. We will see his face, which no human has seen his face and lived. Oh, and God will wipe away all the tears. Amen? There will be no more pain. Ha! No more pain. Sometimes my lower back hurts. No more pain. Huh? And some of you wearing glasses so thick you can't see anything without it. No more glasses. Amen. Some of you can't lift your arm up to this level. Oh, you can stretch it any way you want. All right. There is no more pain. No more cancer. No nothing. No more pain. And God will take away our sadness. No more sadness. My God is good. Our God is good. But we have a choice. Mercy or judgment. The choice is actually ours. Which do you want? Remember, everything will be revealed. Everything you do privately, God will judge one day. God will render the final judgment. The dead will stand before the presence of God and each one will be judged according to their deeds. Pastor Ed, why will they have to be judged when they're already going to the lake of fire? They're not written in the book. It's just to show that God is just. Because some of them may reason, why am I in hell? Why am I going to the lake of fire? Then it shall be justified. 
according to your deeds and according to the word, this is what you did. Remember, Jesus warned us so many times, so many times of false believers. He said, the wheat and the tares look alike. Not everybody's going to go in. Not everybody's a genuine believer. Not everybody that says, Lord, will enter heaven. He has warned us so many times. Even in the parable of the virgins. So many times. Parable of the talents. But the book of life will be opened. I hope to see my name there. Do you hope to see your name there? Yeah, your name. The roll call. Your name will be called. Praise God. And the rewards will be given. But if it's not there, the second death. Let's go to the application. How do we apply this? God is just. That's why we must fear God. Can you say fear God? Fear God. Say the fear, of the, Lord. fear of the Lord. If you think eternally, you will have the fear of the Lord. You will have that deep respect for God. And yet you will have that love for God because you know Him as the God of love. It is both there in our heart. It should be there. He's the ultimate father. You know, kids, right? Father is somebody who cares for you, loves you, but somebody who's strong. But then when father says no, right? It's like Thanos saying no, right? No, okay? That's the last time. God is patient with us, but do not forget that He is a God of wrath. And that will be revealed in the lake of fire. That wrath is all poured out there. We have to tremble at the severity of His justice. The fear of God should lead us to seek for His mercy and goodness. And mercy and goodness is only received through Christ. Do we now appreciate what Christ did? It is to save us from the judgment. It is to save us from the wrath of God already waiting for those disobeying Him. If you're truly saved, then you are passed from judgment. No judgment for you. But if you are not sure, or you have to check, are you a false believer? Are you just a believer in mouth? In lip service? Or is it really genuine in your heart? I don't know. I can't judge you. But God sees your heart. We have to repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn away from sin and trust in the salvation made possible by the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. If we truly trust God in salvation, you know what's natural to follow? To obey God's word. Well, you know, because salvation, you know what happens there? It's called regeneration. Something happens within you. He changes your inner being. Something miraculous happens within you. Let me just explain this briefly. A person's nature is to sin. For the fall of man in Genesis, it's nature. It's natural for us to sin. It's only through Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the power of the Word, that we truly repent of our sins and have faith, that something happens within us, that it changes our nature. 
That's why it may not be the accurate word, but it's similar to that. I cannot doctrinally say that we do have a sinful nature. That is still debatable. But it was natural. I'd like to say we, it's natural for us to sin. But now if we're truly in Christ, we don't want to sin. But do we fall sometimes? Yes, in our weakness. But we do not pursue sin. Somehow we might fall once in a while and then grace and forgiveness is available if we repent again. But the salvation is already there. You don't lose your salvation. But one true sign that you are truly saved is you do not run after sin. So they say sin might run after you, but you don't run after it. Well, as when you are not in Christ, you don't even question we don't even question if it's adulterous or not. We don't even question whether it's murderous or not. We don't even check our thoughts. We just let thoughts just flow in our minds. Oh, I hate everybody. We just let it flow. But now we filter every thought. Oh, I shouldn't think that way. If you're in Christ, this develops in you. You now have, you develop the filter. Hmm? So what comes to your mind is filtered. Amazing, right? The filtration systems. Have you seen that from the muddy waters? They've invented something really small, like a tumbler. You pour muddy water in it, and it becomes clear. Man, I can't even drink that, you know, but I see people doing the demo and drinking it. I said, they believe in their device. They believe in their device. Uh, you see, I believe in the Word of God, all right? And they put, you know, the, the key is, is that you put so filled, you have to put something very small there, the smallest possible filter put together so that the smallest dust, the smallest speck will not go through. So that you just have to make it smaller, make the filter stronger. The more we read the word, put it in our minds and hearts, the more filters we have. So that what... What people say goes to you, you filter it, and goes to you clean in your mind. But if ever you fall, you can say, Lord, cleanse me and forgive me. How does this work? You make a decision. You just make a decision. If you have not made a decision to say, I repent of my sins. I belong to Jesus Christ right now. I believe what he did on the cross. And by faith, I will trust him for my salvation, for his salvation upon me. And I will now commit myself to him. I just surrender right now. I will turn away from my sin right now. I just make this decision. How strong will you be? I don't know. But there must be a clear, clear decision, not a very softy, softy decision. You know how we share the gospel today? It's not the same Jesus Christ shared the gospel. That's the way. We're trying to be soft in people. Will you right now accept him? It's okay. He loves you. When Jesus said, let go of those things and then follow me. You can't follow me if you're looking back. I said, whoa. Tough guy, huh? You think Jesus is a softy? You think Jesus is a softy? He's not a softy. You just, you, when you read the Bible, you also took look at the tone, how he speaks. I could believe when he took the children 
I would say he must be smiling. Because if he wasn't smiling, the children would cry, right? When he took the baby. But then he gives a warning to those who make these stumble. Better to hang a millstone around your neck and you thrown to the sea. How gentle is that? When he saw the Pharisees, you brood of vipers. Tagalogin natin, ha? Mga anak ng ahas kayo. Or did he say it nicely? Kayo, mga anak ng ahas. No, no, he didn't make it easy. He wanted to be sure who's following him. Are we there? We try to make it easy and we produce false believers. Who will end up in hell anyway, but you're lying to them, telling them they're going to heaven. Then when they die, they wake up. Oh, some of those GCFers lied to me. Why am I in hell? Because you did not challenge them to repent of their sins. Make a decision now, not tomorrow. Not when you're about to die and I say, I'm going to repent of my sins when I'm about to die. You can never know when. You know that this, these earthquakes, these storm surges just happening? They just, they just happen. And we can never know when we live or die. Every day we find in the news some accident happened to somebody. When I was with my father a few days ago, he just received from a phone, like a friend of his, his car just fell off a bridge and he died. These things just happen. But if you're thinking of pleasure now, eternity, God later, if I am to dramatize, son, Repent right now for the mercy is still available. Because when that time comes, it's different. It's different. Imagine the worst horror film happened to you in real life. No, God is not evil. He is just. Imagine the worst calamity. Imagine swimming in the Mayon lava and still surviving it. But you won't be doing a backstroke, I tell you. You will keep dying and dying in pain. And pain will not end. And you know the worst part there, I think? The worst part? Because the lake of fire is viewing distance from the crystal city. The worst part is saying, I should have been there. I should have listened to that pastor who's losing his hair. Uh, I should have listened to that 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 grandfather pastor. I should have listened to that doctor pastor when he's preaching repent of your sins. I, I should have listened to that my friend who actually gave me this track of judgment day and I, I should have listened. You know the worst part there is time's up. Time of mercy is over. Let's all rise. I invite you today. It's time for mercy right now. Do not take God lightly. We take him seriously. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we come before you being 
aware of your eternal judgment. That there will be a judgment and there is eternity. There is forever. Forever with you or forever without you. Thank you for the time of mercy is still now. And we have a choice. With all heads bowed, all eyes closed, I challenge you right now, make that firm decision. And if you want to make that firm decision, I just want to pray for you. Just raise your hand and I will pray for you. Right now, just raise your hand. Yes, you may put them down right now. Who else? Okay. You know your hands. You can put them down. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for, for warning us. And for those who raise your hands, you say right now in your heart, I repent of my sins genuinely, Lord. Sincerely. I turn away from my sin. I have offended you. But Lord, thank you for the mercy that you extend to me for the forgiveness of my sins. Thank you for the death of Jesus Christ that peace can now happen between you and me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I sincerely believe, I believe in what you did on the cross and I receive that salvation by faith. Lord, bless these people who made this commitment today. And some of them may not have raised their hands, but in their hearts, they have firmly decided. Let them experience this change in the heart, this change of mind, this change of heart, that your Holy Spirit aids, that your Holy Spirit makes happen. Thank you for that change. And thank you for giving us new desires. Now the new desire is to be like Christ's. Now the new desire is to love the Father, to do what the Father wants. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. God's people say, Amen. 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 Palakpakan natin ang Panginoon.